Have you ever had jury duty? I have, and I love it. Really? I get excited about jury duty. Oh, my goodness. When that letter comes in the mail, I'm like, yes. <laughs> and you want to know what else? Oh, my goodness. I get so excited to share this. In my first time being selected as a juror, the judge chose me to be the foreperson. I actually got to be the foreperson on a case. Um, and we actually came to a decision. There was a moment there where we weren't sure that we would come to a decision and we had to request to the judge for more time. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it was amazing. And then not only that, but I got to read the verdict and I was there to see like the relief, like it ended up being a not guilty verdict, the relief on the faces of like the family and the gentleman who was on trial. It was like amazing. So like, oh, and then we even got like a letter at the end of it. And I'm not sure what you do this after every jury duty. Uh, the judge sent a letter and was like, thank you for your hard work on the jury, da, da, da. and it was like, I still have that letter, and I was like ready to frame it. Previously in Greater Boston. It's basically a no-win scenario. That's how I feel about your case. But if we're going down, let's take some of them with us. What do you say? Beam me up, Omi. I think it's time I read that letter. Mark Wahlberg can go shit in the hat directly. Sorry I almost starved you to death. I forgive you. Now do me a favor. Earn that forgiveness. Braintree. Peabody. The Underground. April. Lowell. All right. Hanson. Jamaica. Guys. Food truck. This is This is This is Greater Boston. This week in Greater Boston, episode 46, an audience for Nika. It's a banner day at Park and Ride Stadium at Braintree Station. The seats are packed. There's music playing. Vendors are hawking their wares. The beer is cold. The hot dogs are hot. The popcorn is popped. The roasted peanuts are neither peas nor nuts. Yes, thank you, Professor Buzzkill. Point is, the stadium is poised for a glorious first day open to the public. Very good news indeed for Mayor Emily Bespin. The underground is also on the scene, ready to report every detail of the day's game. This is Nicole Fonzarelli reporting live in Redline, where minor league sports history is being made. As spring training comes to a close, the Red Line Yard Goats are giving their stadium a christening to remember with an exhibition match against Boston's own beloved Red Sox. Red Sox! Yard Goats! Listen to that excitement. The Bespin administration has been riding on a wave of goodwill earned by delivering the stadium promised by former Mayor Charlotte Linder Coolidge. But... Will it be enough to distract voters from her administration's unbridled elitism and chicanery? Excuse me? Mayor Bespin, you must be feeling very optimistic about your local sports initiative. Uh, well, yes. Yes, I am. We've got a huge crowd. People sure do love sports. And immediately after completing your ceremonial role here at the stadium, you'll make a mad dash to the municipal courtyard to give your testimony in the trial of Nika Stamatis. Wait, that's today? Why didn't I know that's today? Uh, don't worry about it. We'll check in on that later. How do you respond to accusations that you're using Miss Stamatis as a scapegoat? <laughs> See what I did there? For crimes you yourself orchestrated. What? That's ridiculous. Who are you? 
I don't have time for this nonsense. I have to throw a ball. There you have it, folks. In response to the criminal allegations against her, Mayor Emily Bespin says, I have to throw a ball. Let's go to the courtyard. Uh, Not yet. I want to see the first pitch. Hello, baseball fans. I'm your announcer, Thomas Thomas. I'm excited to welcome you to Braintree Park and Ride Rooftop Stadium. Home of the Red Line Yard Goats! I hope you're ready for some fun, because the perambulations of the celestial bodies foretell one heck of a game today. Here they come, folks, the Red Line Yard Goats and the Boston Red Sox. And now, joining the players on the field to throw out the first pitch, Mayor Emily Bespin. The mayor takes the mound, but she seems to be facing the wrong direction. I do believe that she may be about to... Yes, uh, she has just thrown the first pitch of the game. Two yard goats, shortstop, Eberhardt McGee. Interesting choice by the mayor. McGee appears confused, but is taking the odd turn in stride. Tossing the ball to catcher Julius Masterson. Oh, and Mayor Bespin has already left the field. She must have a pressing appointment elsewhere. Yes, she certainly does, and so do we. And there you have it, folks. Mayor Emily Bespin is on her way to testify against Nika Stamatis. For more on that story, we go now to your pal and mine, Chuck Octagon, reporting live from Redline's open-air court at Andrews Station. Chuck? Chuck is excited to report live on camera for the first time in months. He knows giving Nicole the limelight was the right decision, but he has missed it. Thank you, Nicole, especially for the declaration that we have progressed to the PAL stage of friendship. I understand PALs to be a moderate, yet still meaningful degree of friendship, and I am pleased that you perceive a shared rapport between us. However, I am reluctant to extend the PAL-ship to the entirety of our viewer base, as many of them are unknown to me at this time. I'm Chuck Octagon of the Underground, and you're watching The Underground. I'm joined today by underground writer and benefactor Michael Tate, along with independent photographer slash private investigator Luisa Alvarez. I don't understand why you've got me on camera. This really isn't my thing. Because three people make a better panel discussion than two. Now, what should we be watching for today? Well, Chuck, Nika has been charged with over two dozen crimes, including multiple counts of domestic terrorism, espionage, and revealing classified municipal secrets. Nika maintains that the lottery was a much larger conspiracy, and I happen to know that she's telling the truth, but the court considers my witnessing of events via citywide surveillance network located atop an abandoned publishing office to be outlandish and not a credible claim. As to the espionage and related charges, Nika's counselor, Omi Agawa, is appealing to whistleblower statutes to defend Nika's actions. And Louisa, what are your feelings on the proceedings at this juncture? It's all bullshit till Bespin's prosecuted. Thank you for that perspective, Louisa. Ah, here's the bailiff now escorting Nika Stamatis into the courtyard. The trial will begin immediately, though it seems like key witness Mayor Emily Bespin is yet to arrive. Judge Stone H. Anderson has just entered the courtyard. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my open-air courtyard. Hopefully it won't rain today. Again. Has the jury been sworn in? 
We have, Your Honor. Uh, is this jury foreman British Mark Wahlberg? Yes, that does appear to be Boston-born Hollywood actor Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Marky Mark, formerly associated with The Funky Bunch, appearing as jury foreman while affecting an English accent. Ugh, that fucking guy. Fuck that guy. Oh, I agree, Louisa. Fuck Mark Wahlberg. Yes, fuck Mark Wahlberg, indeed. The jury may be seated. All the rest of you, too. Let's get this thing rolling. Have you ever had jury duty? Yes. Uh, were you on the jury? No, I really felt that I am not going to be fair because That's of nice. the client. I had presumptions and I said that to George. I said, look, I have already assumed things. <laughs> so I don't want to sit here. I want to serve as a juror, but this is my concern. He said, no, you shouldn't. I'm always dismissed. Really? Yes, okay. and I hate it. I just want to look at like cases and be able to say, okay, I made some input on this case because I love like law and order and stuff and everything. So I'm just like, give me a chance. I want to be the jury. I'll be the jury that knows it. So they never select me to go fully in. I was about to, but hit too close to home. So I declined it. He was like, oh, this would be a good fit for you. And I was like, yeah. nope, sorry. Okay. So I've served twice. Uh, the first time I didn't serve because it was a sex offense case. And as soon as they see that I've worked as a forensic psychologist, that implies that I'm able to look at someone who may or may not be a sex offender and still see their humanity. And prosecutors hate that. I got called down to Braintree and I was put on a jury. Uh, they were reviewing all the things. And so they made me come up to the judge and the judge said, hey, uh, when it says, is there any reason you should be disqualified, it says right here that you're an atheist. And it's like, well, yeah, in the Maryland state constitution, it says that someone who doesn't believe in God is not fit to be a juror. And then he was like, well, that's that's not the case here. And I was like, Ugh, fine. And then the second time, so my father died and it was very sudden and it was a huge shock. My brain was scrambled six ways from Sunday. And I had jury duty the next week. And so I'm thinking, you know what? I need to get out of the house. I'll go. They'll excuse me because, for one thing, still a forensic psychologist. And for another thing, you know, I'm in bereavement right now. I'm sure if I just tell them that, they'll send me home. And instead they were like, no, you're good. You can have a seat on the jury. When I was good and clear and solid, they were like, no, 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 we don't want you on the jury. But when my brain is singing the Meow Mix song, then they're like, yeah, we want you on the jury now. In the jury deliberation tent, Mark Wahlberg has a job to do. Get 12 redline jurors to agree on a verdict on the guilt of Nika Stamatis. Okay, folks, let's start with a roll call and see where we all stand. Wait, wh when are we? Is the trial over? Did we miss it? Mark Wahlberg called the jurors one by one. Juror one, not guilty. Juror two, not guilty. Jurors three, four, five, six, seven? Not guilty. Hope we can wrap this up quickly. I got tickets to the Yard Goats game. I understand, but I hope you'll agree that our civic responsibilities come first. Juror eight, it is me, Mark Wahlberg, aka Marky Mark, formerly of the Funky Bunch. Juror nine? Not guilty. Jurors ten and eleven? Not guilty. And juror twelve? I vote no. Not guilty. So that's it. It's unanimous. Perfect. Thank God. 
Well, that's that wrapped up nice and quick. I know, it probably seems a little weird that the whole trial ran the span of a couple of innings of a baseball game, but let's just assume some, I don't know, time compression? Or maybe the trial's been running a couple of days already and this was just the final closing, but at the end, whatever, artistic license, don't worry about it. The point is the game's not even in the third inning yet, so you can still catch most of it. Why don't you go check on that? I'm, I'm sure someone must have a story for you. Like, uh, Nicole. No, I want to... Nicole waited by the fence. No. That, no, that's not where I... Valiance Johnson? Valiance Johnson stepped up to the mound. Excellent. Now, let's move on. Hold on there, Seven. I haven't voted yet. I'm not sure I see things the same way as everyone else. We need to consider the evidence. Oh, come on! She was a patsy, yo. We gotta bring the mastermind up in here, not just the henchman. Maybe so. But accomplicing a crime is still a crime. And she spied on the mayor. Remember the mayor's testimony. Mayor Bespin? Is Mayor Bespin in the court? Hold up, don't start yet. Hey, Stone, had a thing, but I'm here. Mayor Bespin, in this court you will address me as either Your Honor or Judge Anderson, not Hey, Stone. Yeah, nah. Where's my seat? Never mind, I see it. Okay, here goes. Nika had access to my personal schedule, confidential files, everything. Right from day one, she funneled sensitive information to radical subversives. Worse, she manipulated me into revealing personal information to use against me by pretending to be my friend. She took advantage of my natural sensitivity and trusting nature. She made me feel foolish. Me. What greater crime is there than that? Nothing illegal about embarrassing a politician. Downright commendable, you ask me. There's nothing commendable about being a false friend. I mean, that's basically just bullying, right? Nobody can bully the most powerful person in the city. Rich people still have feelings, Twelve. They know the pain of betrayal. They're people like you and me. <laughs> like you, maybe. Everyone needs friends. Even mayors. Besides, most of the crimes took place before Bespin was mayor. We should talk about the lottery terrorism. <laughs> We're not really calling a bunch of balloons terrorism, are we? They're, they're pranks, at worst. What are pranks if not terrorism in the guise of comedy? Yeah, that's right. April 1st might as well be called National Permissible Terrorism Day. Oh, Jesus, I'm missing the game for this? No, sir. You're missing the game for America. Well, just Redline, I think. You're missing the game for the red line. Whatever. I'll check the score while you all keep doing whatever it is you're doing. Top of the second with a 0-0 tie. Two outs and Mookie Betts stepping up to bat. Valiance Johnson stepped up to the mound. She felt good. She knew exactly what to do. You've got this one. Mookie Betts. Lots of power, slow reflexes. Get the ball over the plate before he sees it coming. She's winding up. Wow, what a fastball. Mookie Betts catches nothing but air. Good. Okay, same again. Right over home plate, not to the flipping shortstop. 
this this isn't where I should be. Here's the bitch show when that's outside. Ball one. Damn it, Vagnus. Do better. Brain on the game. Nothing else matters. No. This isn't what matters. Don't think about Bespin disrespecting the game. Don't think about Bespin building your damn stadium. Strike this guy out. Fastball, faster ball. Straight into the mid. Here she goes, and that's another strike. Mookie Betts. Didn't even swing at that one. Blink, and you miss it, folks. Better. One more. Change it up. He knows his weakness, and he knows you're using it. My weakness? He's using it? He expects the same again, and he's ready for it. Don't give it to him. I need to get back to the trial. Back to... Michael was... Ah, ah. Right. Can't narrate Michael anymore. Louisa felt a little guilty, hoping that appearing at the trial would boost her fledgling business. Omi looked over her notes, preparing for the next witness. Here's the wind-up. The pitch. Here's the ball. And Mookie Betts is nowhere near it. That's strike three and... Third out for the Red Sox. Chuck. Chuck. Chuck waited for his cue. While the jury deliberates, let's discuss some of the highlights from today's testimony. During the break, Chuck had checked the numbers. Viewership was way up. The trial was going to be great for the underground. I think we can all agree that Mayor Bestman's own testimony was consistent with prior public statements. Nika Stamatis is a treacherous, traitorous, treasonous liar. She stabbed me in the back, in the front, and everywhere else. She's just a stabby stabber who stabs people. Metaphorically. She stabs people with lies. Fuck you, Emily. Wait, that part already happened, didn't it? Emily isn't here anymore. When... When is this? What did you make of Nika Stamatis' reaction to the mayor's testimony? She looked really sad. Oh. Uh, Nika's an empathetic person. She wanted to stop Emily, but she didn't intend to hurt her. She saw loneliness in the mayor, and her instinct was to be a friend, sincerely. But that was the problem. You, you can't be the person someone needs just because they need it. You know, eventually you have to go back to being you, and that leaves the other person feeling betrayed. You, you, you can't care for someone by lying about who you are. In, in, in the end, that just makes everything worse for both of you. Thank you, Louisa. Thank you for seeing her. One of today's big bombshells came from our own staffer, freed friend Paletti. Let's go to the clip. I'm very grateful to Nika. She enabled my saviors to rescue me from that malevolent villain's secret laboratory. He had a crystal ball and was trying to integrate a ghost into his network of cheese robots. Yes, very good. We can discuss the nature of the experiments at another time. But can you confirm for the jury the identity of your captor? Yes. It was Ethan Bespin. Quiet, please. This is a criminal trial, for heaven's sake. People are going to be revealing some surprising things. If you insist on shock gasps every time, we'll be here all day. Just to be clear, and please remember that you are under oath, are you saying that you were kidnapped, imprisoned, and tortured by the mayor's husband? Yes. 
That's correct. Wow, that's a major blow to the prosecution's case, but also to the Bespin administration itself. Louisa, go. Uh, yeah, Bespin abetted a literal kidnapping. Honestly, it's baffling she indicted Nika. This information was bound to get out. This is later, after the trial, but no verdict yet. I can get back to the jury. Baffling indeed. Follow-up question. Why didn't anyone mention this when we hired Freed? This oh, is certainly a story uh, we should have um, covered. That's a, that's a good point. Some of the jurors... I guess we were just respecting his privacy? Mm, that's reasonable. Some of the jurors are growing restless. Some of them are starting to resent the endless debate. Aha! I'm back. Damn it! What's happened? What did I miss? Some jurors are more interested in the Yard Goats game. Stop that. Juror 7, for instance, is listening to the game on his phone's tiny speaker. Heading into the bottom of the third, this has been one heck of a game for pitching enthusiasts. We've got the makings of a double no-hitter brewing. Thomas Thomas wondered if either pitcher could keep it going to the end. No. I'm staying here. I'm sure the other players on both teams would enjoy an opportunity to join in the game. Brian Brown was in the stands cheering Valiance on... Mm. The score still 0-0 if anyone cares. Oh, for God's sake, stop fighting it. Well, at least you're missing a really boring game. Are you kidding? We could get a double no-hitter. Double! Don't start in with that, oh, but nothing happens BS. Great pitching happens. That's the heart of baseball right there. The heart! Bruce's biggest concern was for Valiance herself. If she kept this up... There we go. Which witness should we discuss next? She helped rescue that guy with all the names. I mean, she's basically a hero. It's an awfully implausible story, don't you think? The mayor's own husband kidnapped some New Age Fruit Loop to run psychic experiments on him. But even true. Committing a crime to stop a different crime is still a crime. I... I guess so. No, sir. Not if she was exposing corruption and malfeasance within the halls of power. That, my friend, is the very definition of a whistleblower. Just like that lawyer said. The information I present to you today will be a defense of an individual. But this trial is about more than just Nika Stamatis. It is about power and responsibility, tyranny and oppression. I will defend my client, but in doing so, I will indict a government. People of the jury, over the course of this day, you will learn facts about your mayor and the forces controlling her that will shock you. Hey, nobody controls me. I'm uncontrollable. Mayor Bespin. Please remember the court is in session and try to refrain from any interruptions and outbursts. Refrain your own outbursts, buddy boy. You work for me and don't you dare forget it. I don't think that's how appointing a judge is supposed to work. I don't know about that, so let's try to avoid speculating about systems we don't have expertise in. What was the deal with that other guy? You know, the one who talked. Can you please state your name for the record? Oh, sure. I can tell you my name. I ain't got no problem saying my name. It's Marlo. Marlo Boussine. That's a French name, because my family came from France. Yeah. Normally, I don't like telling people, you know, how I'm French, but, yeah, you know, folks got a whole thing about France. I don't think much of anything that guy said was relevant. Hang on. Not that part. The other thing he said. 
Uh, oh, you must mean the stuff I said about job posts and classifieds. That's funny that we call them classifieds, isn't it? It's If something's classified, that means it's a secret, but ads ain't secrets. They're like the opposite of secrets. Their whole point is you're telling everybody, but hardly anybody looks at the newspapers these days, so maybe the classifieds are kind of secret now. I still get one every morning. I guess I'm old-fashioned, but I still like that whole morning routine, you know? Got my slippers, got my bathrobe, I just mosey down to my front door and I open it, and there's my newspaper. But I don't really use the classifieds no more. Nah, now it's all on Craigslist. I don't know who Craig is. No, that's not it. Ah, uh, maybe you wanted to hear about my pal, Guy? I call him my pal, uh, but really I think maybe he didn't like me so much. He was kind of gruff, like scary even. I think, maybe... He killed people. Yeah. I didn't ask no questions, though, because that was his rule. No questions. No lots of stuff, really. But when a fella says, no questions, lots of times, that means he kills people. But I liked him. Underneath it all, I think he was a softy. Just just lonely for a truck is all. Oh, a mysterious guy. No last name. Not even a real first name. Actually, guy used to be a common name. Yeah, it's, it's an eponym. Name for... Close. It was the next part. About who Guy worked for. Oh, no. You mean Phil. Yeah. Now, I only talked to him the one time when he hired me for a thing after Guy retired. Yeah, he made me watch a bunch of strangers play chess. I was supposed to wait for someone, but she never showed, and then I got arrested. Oh, I still don't really know what that was about, but yeah, they let me out again, so I guess it's okay. Right. That. He was working for Philip West. And so is that guy guy. We're supposed to believe his mysterious boogeyman really worked for Philip West? Not just him. The singing telegram guy, too. Terrorism. Please look at this sheet of paper and tell me if these are the same lyrics given to you for the tea balloon incident. Uh, yes, those are the same lyrics. It was very difficult to find a suitable rhythm for singing them. Let the record show that the lyrics Mr. Jorgensen has identified are written in Mr. West's handwriting on a sheet of paper that was found in Philip West's trash. Right. I told you, Nika's a patsy. We gotta talk about the mastermind, Philip W. (laughs) Oh my god, Philip West is the mastermind? (laughs) Can you even imagine Okay, fine. Let's talk about Philip West. As we head into the bottom of the sixth, the story of the day is Valiance Johnson. Many doubted Coach Bolsey's decision to recruit a female pitcher, including Mayor Vespin herself, who commented, quote, That can't be true. Girls don't play sports. But Johnson is certainly proving the mayor wrong today, just as the celestial bodies predicted that she would. At this point, Bruce's biggest concern was for Valiance herself. If she kept this up... Valiance. Damn fine game out there. Damn fine. But... Valiance knew what he was about to say. That I'm going too hard too early. I could blow my shoulder out before we even play a game that counts. God damn it, I need to get back. Don't worry. I hit my goal. Keep them off base for the first three innings, just long enough to make a point. The fourth and fifth were a bonus. 
Trevor's story will get a hit off me, no question. After that, we'll see. I won't run myself down for a no-hitter, but I'm not giving up while it still feels this good. Well, okay then. Sounds like a plan. Though I'd have liked to know the plan before the game started. Anyways, there's a reporter asking to interview you. Usually, I tell him to pound sand until after the game. But I think you'll like this one. Yo, Miss Fonzarelli. Yeah, come on over. Good. Good. A link back. Ms. Johnson, what an amazing game! Nobody could have predicted what you've done today. All due respect, Miss Fonzarelli. But I did predict it. I know what I'm capable of. Those boys out there are overconfident. They ran second stringers first. And I get it. They want to give everyone a chance to play some ball while the stakes are low. But they thought we'd be easy. I won't let them go home thinking they were right. I don't expect we'll win. They're the mother-loving Red Sox, for sugar's sake. But I'll make damn sure they need to bring out their heavy hitters to beat us. Now, I need to get back to my game. But there's still a lot I'd like to say. And I don't mean about baseball. You know how someone's been vandalizing redline cars, calling for free transit? Wasn't that a promotional thing by the city? To get people out to the game? That's what they turned it into, but only to distract from the message. How do you know? Because I'm the one who's been doing it. And I would love to tell you all about it. But how about we schedule for a time when I'm not at work? Fail you motherfucker! Whoa! Let's remember network standards, Louisa. I'm back. Good. What network? We're a pirate broadcast. We can say whatever the fuck we want. I... I, 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 I suppose that's true. How liberating. You said fuck Mark Wahlberg 20 minutes ago. Yes, but that's always appropriate. Now, let's cut to Philip's testimony. That is, Philip West's testimony. A portmanteau. Portmanteau. Please tell the court how long you were a member of the RLPD prior to arresting Nikas Demodis. What is this? A flashback? About a half hour, I guess. Maybe 45 minutes. They just handed me a gun and told me to arrest her. Never even fired a gun. It's okay, though. It's barely loaded. And yet, I wonder... Could I... Wow, okay. Uh, Who hired you? Emily Bespin. Personally? Yep. Why? Bill had instructions. He knew what he was supposed to say. Uh, I'm supposed to say that it was based on my skills and qualifications. It worked. And is that the truth? It was not. Oh, God, no. I'm a total fuck-up. Everyone knows that. Fuck-up. Noun. A person of poor judgment who routinely fails. Or engages in plainly foolish endeavors. Not to be confused with a person whose sexual techniques... Okay, okay, Chuck. The audience gets it. Fair enough. Now, implications. Michael. Uh, Bespin sucks? Indeed, as we can see in our next clip. On the morning of the Octobacle, you were in the subway tunnels. Why? Phil looked around the courtyard at all the people looking at him. Nika, Michael, Louisa. People he'd hurt. People he was supposed to hurt again. But what could he do? He had his instructions. I'm not supposed to say. 
you are very much supposed to say unless you're exercising your Fifth Amendment rights. That's what Oliver had coached him to do. Those were his instructions. And yet, here, now, in this moment, he couldn't help wondering. Do I have to? Uh, no, not if you don't want to. You always have the right to waive your rights. He always had the right to waive his rights. Like he'd waived his right to choose his own path. The right to make his own decisions. That's what I want. Mr. West, let me be very clear about the decision you're making, especially in light of your admitted reputation for being a total fuck-up. If you waive your Fifth Amendment rights, you must answer every question fully and truthfully, including disclosing your own criminal activities for which you may be prosecuted. Do you understand? What if I have an immunity agreement with the city? Do you have an immunity agreement with the city? I'm not supposed to not say. Not supposed to say, of course. I also can't say, since I don't know the conditions that would breach it. With that in mind, do you choose to waive your Fifth Amendment rights? No, he, he doesn't. Michael was in the back of the court, watching him. The man Phil had almost killed. Fuck up of all fuck ups. But that one man looked at him with an expression Phil barely understood. It was some kind of hope. It was a look that said, I'm rooting for you, but why? And there was Louisa, frozen in a rage like Phil had never seen. But then Michael turned to Louisa, leaned in, and said something to her, just a few words. Her rage broke, the ice left her body. She found somewhere else to look besides Phil. As he'd done so many times since he received Michael's letter, Phil asked himself what he'd taken from Louisa. And he realized something new, something even Michael hadn't seen, despite understanding it better than anyone. He'd said in his letter, the one thing Michael could never forgive was that Phil had hurt Louisa. Michael was Louisa's friend, her real friend, and Phil had taken him from her. He'd taken her friend and locked him away, and left her alone with every reason to think her friend was gone forever. She would never forgive him for what he'd done to Michael. Probably she never would have forgiven him anyway, but now, nothing Phil ever did would change the way Louisa saw him. But Michael had offered him forgiveness, even though he was still waiting for Phil to earn it. So what would that better Phil, the Phil that Phil wanted to be, the Phil that Michael was rooting for, what would that Phil do? I... I, I waive my... I waive my Fifth Amendment rights. What? What are you doing? What's happening? I waive my rights. That's what this is all about, though, huh? Rights and wrongs? I've done a lot of wrongs. Framing Isaiah Powell, lying to Louisa, becoming a cop. Nika tried to take the beam cannon down. She wanted to call it off. But my uncle said, keep going. So I lied. I told Nika the lottery was over. It wasn't Nika's fault, it was mine. But that's part of my deal with Emily. 
I'm off the hook for the lottery so long as I blame Nika, and for some reason, I have to be a cop. My uncle told me to take Emily's offer. And I always do what my uncle tells me. I guess I did. Until now. Sorry, Uncle Ollie. That's not right. He didn't say any of that. He hadn't, but now he has. Mr. West, did Mayor Bespin know that the lottery was conceived and overseen by Oliver West? Well, yeah, she worked with my uncle. It was at the Council of Evil meeting after the election. Me and my uncle. Emily and her husband. And that other guy in the trench coat. I don't really know who he was. Seemed pretty evil, though. The whole point was trying to get the city scared enough to vote for her. But but we're past all of this. I, I was already with the jury. We're past the event. We're not past the flashback. Nothing has happened until we reveal what happened. That's how narrative works. Louisa, you investigated potential ties between the Bespin campaign and the mastermind of the lottery. Were there any surprises for you in Philip West's statements? Honestly, the biggest surprise was just that dipshit Phil actually rolled on his uncle. Well, not dipshit. We all know a much nicer guy who used to be named dipshit, and I wouldn't want to associate him with fuck-up Phil. But I did enjoy the mayor's reaction. Yes, let's take a look. Phil, you motherfucker! I mean, stop lying. That's all lies. Mayor Bespin, sit down and keep quiet or I will have you removed from this court. You can't. I can, and I will. And by God and his grace, I damn well mean it. Sit down. Can't talk to me that way. I'm the fucking mayor. We'll see how you talk to me when I'm firing your ass. (laughs) Yes, that was very satisfying. Especially now that I know to blame her for bean spraying my wedding. She's the worst. We still haven't discussed the moment some have dubbed the miracle of fuck-ups. What does that even mean? What, what are they talking about? I don't know. We're past my influence now. We're just following the repercussions. After Wonderland proved a boondoggle, the Bespin sold it to a nesting doll of shell companies at the center of which was a name. Clive Orville Numpty. Clive Orville Numpty was the birth name of your uncle, Oliver West, which means your uncle owned Wonderland at the time of his death. He left it to you. Yeah, I'm supposed to give it to the Bespins. That's the other part of my deal. Wait, my uncle's name was Numpty. Does that mean my dad's was too? Fuck, is my real name Numpty? What happens when you give them the park? Uh, probably they evict everyone who's living there. So, I mean... I know I'm one of the bad guys. I never meant to be, but, you know, facts are facts. But there's only so bad I'm willing to be. I'm bad, but it doesn't mean I have to be evil, right? I don't want to be evil. I really don't want to be evil. Okay, so you're a lawyer, right? Uh, Yes, I, I think we've established that. And we're in court, and this guy here is a judge. Yes, This guy is indeed a judge, Mr. West. Can you find your way to a point? So if I sign this here, in court, in front of everyone, and you witness it, and this guy witnesses it, then that's it. No backsies. I'm signing it. Here, take it. Sign it. Please. What is that? Ms. Ogawa? What are we looking at here? Are you sure about this, Phil? If I understand your immunity agreement as you've described it, 
Once we do this, you're completely exposed. You could go to jail. Wait. What is it? I know. It's okay. I mean, I'll still try to run, obviously. But even jail would be better than what they want me to do. Please. Please sign it. What is it? What are you signing? Give me your pen. No! Don't sign anything! What are you signing? Ms. Okawa, would you please explain to the court the mysterious event that has just transpired? He's given it away, Your Honor. He signed ownership of Wonderland over to all the people currently squatting there. What?! Phil, you little shit! I'll kill you! That wasn't yours! You can't do that! It belongs to my Ethan! It's for my strawberry frosted Pop-Tart! It's for my almond crusted Florentine cannoli! My apple brown Betty! My creme brulee! My caramel flan! My vanilla custard spotted dick! Spotted dick. Now, a traditional British dessert, typically topped with custard, and so named for the spots of dried fruit within the baked pudding. Sometimes sold in cans, much like Massachusetts staple, canned brown bread. Enough! Bailiff, please remove the mayor from my courtyard. No, you can't. It's mine. It's my courtyard, my station, my city. Let go of me. Don't you know who I am? You're a dead man, Phil. You hear me? Dead. But he had that with him? Why would he have that? Just in case he found the courage to use it. But Phil doesn't do this kind of thing. You can't just make him do things. I didn't make him do anything. I just reminded him about Michael's letter. What letter? How are you doing any of this? I know your weaknesses, and I'm using them. I don't have weaknesses. There's one of them now. Fine. Whatever. We haven't reached the end of this yet. (sighs) That was... That was hard. But I have to get back. Can't. Can't make that transition again. So tired. I'll have to wait for the story to come back around. Back in the jury tent, Mark Wahlberg, a.k.a. Marky Mark, formerly of The Funky Bunch, was making progress. Surely, the jurors must all agree by now. Show hands. After further review of the evidence, who feels ready to find Nikos Tomatis guilty? Um. Ah, fish, I guess this sucks. Philip West had been too much. His self-sacrifice tugged too hard at their heartstrings. God damn it, Leon, I had this. It was done. But it's fine. Mark Wahlberg just needs a new tactic. What if I give you all tickets to an advanced screening of my next movie? Hey, but don't put your hands back down. Come on. Look, um... I'll toss in a potted plant from the set of the Apennine. No? Fucking hell, Mark Wahlberg, come on! No, no, calm down. Okay. Mark Wahlberg realized that it would take more than petty bribery. These people want to do the right thing. 
he needs to appeal to their hearts and minds and sense of patriotism. This is his movie moment. Time for the hero to rally the troops, lift their eyes to heaven, and fill them with fire. It's time for an inspiring speech. My friends, we've learned a lot about our city today, how our leaders came to power, how fragile our sense of home can be. But one thing hasn't changed. Redline is our city. It's not Emily Bestman's city and sure as hell isn't Nikos Tomatis' city. When she's never lived here a day of her life. Oh, well, technically, the time she was held at Charmot Station, my Charm, count is... Charmot, 11, I'm inspiring you. Don't interrupt. Sorry, sorry. Where was I? Right. Red line is our city. We live here. Well, okay, some of us, it's more tax thing than a residence thing. But that's not what's important. We're citizens. We're the people entrusted with the awesome duty of keeping our neighbours and our neighbourhoods safe through the responsible execution of our juratorial powers. We're here to judge Nika Stamatis' actions. Not a sympathetic backstory or her relatable mental health challenges or her noble attempts at redemption. No, just her actions and the consequence of those actions. And the message we'll send to other Nika Stamatis's... Stamatis! the other Nikas of the world if we say, it's okay, Nikas Stamatis, we'll let it go this time since we like you and we feel bad and other people were even worse. If we don't condemn her actions, then we're giving permission to everyone who feels unfairly ignored or mistreated to do whatever they like, to cease the movement of our whole city so they can cry, look at me, look at my pain, isn't my pain so much more important than yours? How many missed hours or days of work because of her interference with the commuter trains? How many were injured by baked beans or molasses or tea leaves? How many had to walk through dark, rat-infested subway tunnels because their train just stopped and there was no other way out. Maybe she truly has given up her supervillainous scheming. Maybe she'll never do these things again, but someone will. If we don't stand up tall and shout, No! Nikos Tomatis, it's not okay! Then we may as well hand out barrels of molasses ourselves. Do you want to live under the flowing shadow of a baked bean tsunami, Jura 12? Do you, Jura 7? Do your family? Do your neighbors? I don't think you do. I know that I don't. And when I walk out of this makeshift tent in a train station parking lot, I want to look my hypothetical neighbor in the eye and tell him I made sure that you are have to. So, what about the rest of you? When you go home and see your wives and husbands and neighbors, what do you want to tell them? Let's vote. Judge Anderson picked up his gavel, ready to bring court back into session. Welcome back. Is this... The present moment? Yes. Came back around the long way, did you? Don't even think of... Oh, no, no. It's fine. We're about to wrap things up. The jury is returning to the courtyard. How would you describe Stamatis' demeanor as she awaits her verdict? I wouldn't say Nika looks nervous, but she definitely doesn't look confident either. She looks resigned. She is. She has been for a long time. She always knew where this was going. She knew she would get what she deserved. Has the jury reached a verdict? Guilty. We have, Your Honor. Guilty. Stop that. The defendant will rise. Guilty! Mr. Foreman, what's the word from the jury? Please, 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 please. The word is guilty, Your Honor. On all counts. (laughs) No! Fuck yes! Yes. Very. Damn. Ugh, this sucks. 
but we knew it was coming. Mr. Modest is nodding. I think the verdict confirmed what she already expected. Wait, is, is she laughing? Omi saw Nika's laugh and understood it. She'd seen it so many times before. Not a mirthful laugh, but not bitter either. Just relief. Not at the outcome, but for simply having an outcome. The waiting was a burden, a limbo of, of uncertainty. Misagawa, will Nika Stamatis make a statement to the press? Not today, Chuck. She needs some time to process the jury's verdict and her next course of action. Tell her Louisa and I will come see her as soon as we can. I will. But uh, you should give her some time. I, I know it looks like she's taking it well, but... Tomorrow, then. We'll be there. Good. She needs friends. Greater Boston is created by... Damn. Oh. Game must be over by now. Oh, not, not done yet. Oof, this is a long one. Okay. Well, let's see how it turned out. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. It may not have been a no-hitter, folks, but rookie pitcher Valiance Johnson has pitched a near-perfect game. And we've seen an incredible shutout here today with a final score of 1-0. The Red Line Yard Goats have defeated the Boston Red Sox. The Yard Goats have won the game. What? They won? I could have been there, goddammit! The Yard Goats beat the Red Sox, and I missed the whole damn game? Oh, what a thing! What a fucking thing! Greater Boston is... That was a disaster. Whoa! Still going? An absolute train wreck. Fine. One more scene. Christ, this is the third time this episode is ending. Who wrote this thing? Anyway. An absolute train wreck. That's probably not the best phrasing, but that's neither here nor there. The important thing is you still have the full support of Legion behind you. Why didn't you tell me it would go like that? Oh, I couldn't have known. Knowing things isn't really my thing. You're the lawyer! As I've explained on 27 previous occasions, my name is Lawyer. My profession is providing enthusiastic encouragement for all your worst ideas. I'm a certified Class A yes man. Knock, knock. Mark Wahlberg, come in. That was good work. I'm glad at least one person still remembers who they work for. But what's with the accent? Is it for a role? No, it's just something I'm trying out. But about our deal... Yeah, yeah, don't worry. You'll have a liquor license for your restaurant by morning. Sweet! Okay, for real this time. Greater Boston is created by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen with help from T.H. Ponders, Bob Ramunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode was written and sound designed by Alexander Danner. Ah, oh, right, that guy. <laughs> Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Portions of this episode were recorded at the Bridge Sound and Stage with recording engineers Javier Lam and Alex Allenson. This episode featured Alexander Danner as the narrator, Braden Lamb as Leon Stamatis, Kristen DiMercurio as Nicole Fonzarelli, Jordan Stillman and Tanya Malojevich as baseball fans, Sam Musher as Emily Bespin, Richard Penner as Thomas Thomas, Jeff Van Driesen as Chuck Octagon, Julia Propp as Luisa Alvarez, James Oliva as Michael Tate, Todd Faulkner as Judge Stone H. Anderson. 
Felix Trench as Mark Wahlberg, Sawyer Green as Juror 1, Jordan Kalina as Juror 2, Leslie Gideon as Juror 3, Claire Lopez as Juror 4, Cornelius Moore as Juror 5, Cole Burkhart as Juror 6, Graham Rowett as Juror 7, Talmanir as Juror 9, Lowell Fleming as Juror 10, Ray O'Hare as Juror 11, Kai Taylor as Juror 12, Jordan Cobb as Valiance Johnson, James Capabianco as Freed Friend Paletti, Julia Morizawa as Omi Ogawa, Mike Linden as Marlo Boshin and Wendell Jorgensen, Kenny Fuentes as Bruce Bosley, Michael Melia as Philip Numpty, uh, West, Kelly McCabe as Nika Stamatis. Rick Zeef as Lawyer, Charlie on the MTA recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedi. Charlie on the MTA alternate version, and The Trial, recorded by Adrienne Howard, Emily Peterson, and Dirk Tiedi. Drums by Jim Johansson. You can support Greater Boston on Patreon at patreon.com slash greaterboston. Greater Boston is a Third Sight Media production. We're a pirate network. Can I say that? We're a pirate. We're a pirate broadcast. We go to Arby's. Yes. R. Yeah, sure. They have the, the meat. <laughs> <laughs> they have the meat, sir. All right. Back to the steak. Tanya Milojevic as Jordan. <laughs> no, not Tanya Milojevic as Jordan Stolman. That would be weird. Tanya Milojevic. Almost <laughs> did it again. Wait, this line says Kristen. Is that me? I'm going to read it just in case. I don't know if there's a character named Kristen. I'm pretty sure they're not. Anyway, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna read it. I feel like I'm. What's in the box? Morgan Freeman, tell me now. Let's look at Philip West's testimony. Philip West's testimony is tough. That is tough. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. That's all right. Um, I'm I'm amazed I haven't like broken Phil- saying it yet. Philip's testimony. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to just say that? Yes. Yes, I do. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Schmo Brannigan. I have hacked into this RSS feed with a promotional feature for the Wizard Scroll podcast, transcribing in 3, 2, 1. Hold on, let me unfurl this Wizard Scroll real quick. Went out of Baba Bowie. Nowhere, ten humongous scorpions had surrounded the campsite. Tails outstretched. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, can I get take your order? As he says, what are you gonna get? I don't know what I want. I'm gonna get the double, uh, triple uh, lobster. Oh, I'll take one too. Two McLobsters. As if on cue, the camera panned upwards, directing everyone's attention towards the giant hot air balloon presently taking a pass over the stadium. Holy mother of sassafras! It's Gargo the Destroyer. Wizard Scroll is available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and wherever else fine podcasts are found. This concludes today's promotional feature.